Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Tobias with it. Now Joel to the left of the key. Three to shoot. Three-point shot by Embiid. Got it! It's good. 59 points for Embiid. So Joel now with 68 points. There's been two centers. Embiid and David Robinson with games like that. Embiid with the ball after a steal. Joel drives it down the lane. Left-hand layup. It's up and good. Welcome back to Herd Out Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. Apparently the play-by-play guy for Philadelphia doesn't consider Wilt Chamberlain a center. That's fine. Uh, you know, maybe he was talking about more he wasn't modern. He tall enough. <laughs> yeah, just a, a, just a, a slight 7-2. Um, <laughs> that's Andrew Rogers. He's back. I'm Ravi Lula. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Try cities and of course Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can join us anytime, or you can give us a call on the Warhorse Sportsbook hotline at 888-638-4876. Setting up the show real quick, we will talk to Mike Schaefer. Not at his normal time, but at 7:45 this morning, uh, we will talk to Mike Schaefer from Husker 24/7 at 8 o'clock. Special treat for you. Shout out to Shano for landing this one. Uh, Joe Lenardi, bracketologist from ESPN, kind of the godfather of bracketology. Uh, he will join us at 8 a.m. We can find out uh, how things are starting to shape up. We are getting, I mean, we're five weeks away from March. We're right there. We are right on the doorstep. It's crazy. Which it is crazy, but I'm also excited. I'm, I'm incredibly excited Sorry. that we uh, we are not only just hopefully rounding the corner and getting out of winter knock on wood uh but at least uh, we'll be even if we're not we'll we'll have some some high level college basketball heading our way uh in in the form of the conference tournaments in march madness sooner rather than later uh then at eight or excuse me at nine we will talk uh, you know i wanted to talk ohio state football because they've had a very interesting week they hire Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. I thought, whoa. They, uh, they get Julian Sayan as an additional quarterback in a very crowded room. I mean, you've got two five-stars, Will Howard, and the two guys that were already there. That's a really interesting situation to see play out. So we're going to talk to Doug Lamoris. Um, he has this show called Kings of the North. It focuses on northern college football. You know, they've got, the, they've got all the SEC podcasts and shows and whatever. He's like, hey, Big Ten northern football deserves some love too. So Doug Lamoris, uh, he has this show called Kings of the North. We're going to talk some Ohio State football with him because I'm really interested to see how this plays out with the quarterback situation. Um, that's not something that we've seen be able to be pulled off often in this new era of college football and want to see what the take is on Bill O'Brien as a as the new offensive coordinator in Columbus and then of course we'll wrap up the show with some hurt at hot seat uh, at 930 but 
before we get into any of that, little Nebraska football stuff I wanted to get into here. Uh, first and foremost, former Husker quarterback Chubba Purdy, who had committed to San Jose State. And then lost their coach. And, and- their, their head coach immediately left. <laughs> Unrelated. Yes, not, Un- not because it's Chubba not, ended up Not there. because of Chubba. That did sound bad, though, it the way did, you were uh, Yeah, I was like, wait, that's... Uh, he showed no. up, the other guy left. No, it was the timing was unfortunate for Chubba. Uh, Brent Brennan got the job at Arizona. We talked to Adam McClintock. I thought it was an underwhelming hire. He thought it was an underwhelming hire. Um, and apparently Chubba Purdy thought it was uh, underwhelming the situation he was left in in San Jose State. So he's at ne- he's committed to Nevada now. So hopefully he finds a landing spot there. Um, Wolfpack. Yeah, wish, uh, honestly wish, wish Chubba nothing but the best. Um, it's kind of weird because I know it didn't go super well with Chubba. I know that he didn't win any games. Um, I did feel sort of the best about him of the three guys. Like, if I could have picked a quarterback to stay, I probably would have picked Chubba. I'm, I'm certainly glad that they have an exp- uh, a guy with some experience in Harburg still there, um, considering the other two main guys are, are f- true freshmen. But kind of just watching them play, I, I was like, yeah, Chubba's kind of the guy that I had the most confidence in, which is, you know, it's a pretty low bar, to be fair, for Nebraska <laughs> quarterback play last year. Right. Um, so I, I do. I wish him the best. I hope he, he gets an opportunity to play and that, you know, he's healthy because, you know, he's pretty banged up last year at times. I hope he's healthy and, you know, maybe has a nice little career at Nevada. Yeah, I don't know if I'd argue that because um, I think him and Harburg are, are, are pretty hand-in-hand. Hand. Uh, it looks it, a lot it, different. If you put them on the scale, yeah. uh, they're probably closer to 50-50, so it's, it's just you yeah. know, whichever one state. Like, I, I'm cool with either option is for at least the Nebraska quarterback room moving forward. Uh, the offense that was ran fit Harburg more than Chubba, which is wide to the eye. Like if you were just doing the eye test, Harburg would be easier to say, I would rather have him versus Chubba. But if the offenses were flipped and it was more yeah. pocket passing yeah. than it was quarterback run game option play, then it would be easier to to the eye to say, oh, Chubba's the guy. So without anybody just jumping right at – because at first I was like, what are you talking about, man? But yeah. then as I sat and, and thought about it as you were kind of finishing up your thought, I'm like, well, I, I mean, we didn't see enough of Chubba to no, really we didn't see very much like, of him. hey, yeah. he was better than Harburg. But uh, you can't also rest with just Harburg was better because you saw him win games like yeah it, that's not true the either. schedule like, was it, way different the his you, you opportunities at, yeah, he were played different. a lot of non-con games yeah. he played a lot of the lower ended big 10 west yep. football games and when Cheba made his appearance it was, was against Wisconsin two. Iowa <laughs> right yeah it was against the the, the, the two big dogs in the west yeah and, and honestly so honestly I think part of the reason I would have preferred to keep Cheba was because of the offense I think they're going to run this year versus what we saw from the offense last year, right? I think his skill set probably fits better into what the future offense will look like uh, with Glenn Thomas and Dylan Rayola, obviously. And we've talked about this guy a little bit, speaking of what the offense is going to look like. Um, I have have decent reason to believe Dana Holgerson will end up on Nebraska staff. Um, Without being too vague and ambiguous, 
I think he ends up as an analyst on Nebraska staff. I don't think he just the way the staff is set up. I don't think there's a on-field position for him because Glenn Thomas did end up getting the co-OC role uh, with Marcus Satterfield. So you've got your co-offensive coordinators. You've got running backs, tight ends, wide receivers, and quarterbacks covered. I don't know where he would fit in on the offensive side of the ball unless you gave him a weird, like, associate head coach pass game coordinator title. I don't, you know, you'd have to make something up, and then you'd have to move somebody else to an either analyst role or let him go. I don't really see that happening at this point. So I, I think he is coming to Nebraska. I would guess maybe another, like, week or 10 days before we find that out. It sounds like there's a February 1st date that's involved with his Houston buyout. Um, that kind of makes things a little bit simpler if he waits till after that. But I would expect him to be an analyst on Nebraska staff um, more more so than I did before when, when we knew he, they were just talking. Um, and so, again, that kind of leads me to believe, like, yeah, I'd probably rather have Chubba Purdy in a – if we're judging by the offenses we've seen from people what like – What the coaching staff looks what like. What the coaching staff is, could yeah, look like. Yeah. Um, but – Wish Chubba Purdy the best. And and honestly, maybe with the improvements Heinrich Harburg made from the last coaching staff to this year, maybe he takes another leap and, and is even better and more polished and, and more capable than we're expecting him to be. Yeah, let's not forget Harburg's a tough guy. Yeah. He's somebody that just puts his head, head down every day and goes to work. And so when you have somebody with that sort of toughness, mm-hmm. that's just – if he's not a starter, a great role player for your team, a great role model for your team, somebody to strive to be like. And if you have that sort of personality, he's easy to get along with. Mm -hmm. He's easy to want to emulate. And he's just easy to be a great great teammate. Um, Heinrich Harburg showed a lot of promise last season Mm -hmm. in a season of – well, let's just call it um, a season of terror because of <laughs> on the all off, the on different the things side of the ball for sure. That, that sort of came down with the five and seven record. But if you see the light at the end of the tunnel, there, Robbie, <laughs> there was improvement to be to be seen, and a lot of that was because of the play from Heinrich Arberg. He got some of those young wide receivers a lot of reps last season. He was still getting them the football. It may not have looked perfect every time, <laughs> but he was getting them the football. He was making he was making plays to Jalen Lloyd every game at least once. You're <laughs> like, well, like once every game. <laughs> uh, but there's promise there, and if anything, it's great to have experience at that position. Coming up next, we've got a guy with a lot of experience in the recruiting game. Our guy Mike J. Schaefer from Husker 24/7.